Hey there, friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Euphoria Health Podcast. It's been a while since we last spoke. I have just finished relocating back from Darwin to Melbourne after a five-month journey up there. What an incredible experience that was. I met some amazing people, one of which who I'm recording the podcast with today. I'm sorry that I've been quiet on the podcast front over the past month. It's just been a hectic period getting my life back in order and also some exams for uni. So I do apologize for that, but we have got some incredible guests lined up for the next month or so. So I can't wait to share all of those episodes with you all. Back to this week's episode. It's really special in the fact that Joel and I retell our Darwin experiences, explain some riveting stories, some scary experiences, some awesome experiences and just explain what the whole trip meant to us and and how we grew both physically, mentally and spiritually during this time. So I won't say too much in the intro, I'll leave it up to Joel but have a listen to this free-flowing chat. This was really unscripted and we just spoke whatever came to mind so hope you enjoy friends jolly boy welcome back for another chat mate yeah i'm looking forward to it obviously um it's time for you to leave the the lovely darwin and head back down to the melbourne mate yeah melbourne's a bit of a circus at the moment if i'm actually honest but going back to see um beck my girlfriend and my dog buddy, which I've missed for the past five months, so super excited. You're off in about four weeks, I think? Yeah, I'm off uh, first of September, but I'm actually driving back home, so it'll take me a few weeks to get all the way down under to Perth, mate. <laughs> <laughs> At least you've picked up some, some company. You've picked up a passenger while you're up in Darwin, haven't you? Yeah, I've met a nice girl that is now my girlfriend, so it's... um. Yeah, I didn't come to Darwin expecting to find a girlfriend because obviously I sort of had... So I'm so focused on cricket and other things that I didn't really have time in Perth, but I think just having that spare time and, I, I, yeah, just something that just happened, I guess these things you don't expect and they just, yeah, happens. <laughs> Is that the first time that it's been dropped, made public on a podcast? Yeah, I think it's on a yeah first time on a podcast. I think my my housemate in Perth, Connor Smith, he's always giving me shit over <laughs> social media and oh, where's a video of your misses and stuff like that. So I think all the boys in Perth are looking forward to meeting her. So mate, I was <laughs> witnessing the funniest link or the funniest thread of comments on your post the other day from your mates talking about you trying yeah. to get her on the podcast was hilarious. I was in stitches. So kudos <laughs> to your mates. I tell you what. <laughs> yeah, I guess I was through the whole development of this relationship. I was in there from the from the get go. Joel comes to me for everyone playing along at home. Joel comes to me. He's like met this chick at group fitness i'm like oh yeah sweet she's like yeah trained at snap and now we're working together <laughs> she's vegan <laughs> she's good looking jesus she's the package <laughs> <laughs> well, well yeah actually i didn't meet her through the gym i pt at it was through the um yeah that group fitness i do with the disability company and yeah then i bumped into her and she asked me to go for a coffee and I don't think many girls do that. It's always the guy asking them out. So I was like, oh, yeah, seems to be like a pretty outgoing girl. And yeah, just hit it off. 
Yeah, it's great. We've been to a few dinner dates together as a trio. <laughs> and yeah, she's an awesome chick. So I'm glad that you, you know, you found someone that shares similar values and someone that, you know, you can bounce ideas off with in this realm. Joel, talk to us. You've had a crazy journey in Darwin, one resulting with your your index digit. Is it your index finger? No, it's nah, your... It's my- Fourth finger. Fourth finger being broken, which you've missed the past six rounds of cricket. But people that don't know about the journey at all, talk to us about from the beginning, way back in April until now, and how you found it. Yeah, I guess it's been, yeah, a bit of a... Like, I've had a lot of positives um, up until I broke my finger. Like, I was doing really well, playing well, and and then, yeah, broke my finger, so been out, but that's given me time to go camping and enjoy the lifestyle of Darwin and um, yeah, spend time doing stuff that I wouldn't usually do while playing cricket on weekends. And it's been a good refresher as well. Obviously, Darwin being my second season in a row, it's good to sort of have that break and just refresh a little bit um, mentally uh, for my season back in Perth because obviously cricket, it can be mentally draining at times when you're playing a lot of cricket so it's good to get a little break yeah having that flexibility up here because it is not your main season let's put that in quotation marks obviously you're up here to to get better but it's not your main season it was probably a good time for something like this to happen um, and give you that little refresh before you head back into the season at home you were absolutely crunching and before you broke your finger, what was that like knowing that you have to take a step back as well, knowing that you're in, you know, a really good patch of form? Yeah, it was, it's interesting because I think what I was, how I was batting and the mindset I was in, uh, it's given me a lot of belief so that, that knowing and confidence that I, I know I can do it now so that it's been fine not playing like I still have that confidence and belief that when I go back down to Perth that I can do it in their competition there which has been um good it's just sort of I guess it's sometimes you feel like you you're lagging behind a little bit um because you're not training and playing but that good season I've already had so far like I just got to remind myself that look I've already played twice as much cricket as everyone back in Perth that have been chilling in the winter in Perth so it's um yeah you get those negative thoughts but it's good to just remind yourself that you've done the work and you've had a good season and just like remind yourself of that and take it back down to Perth and did you come up here with like a clear intention on aspects of your game that you wanted to work on specifically or has it been more just like getting that match practice and and feeling what it feels like to bat longer periods of time yeah, I remember catching up with my mentor, Tom Scully, and we had a sit down and wrote some things down that I wanted to get out of the season up in Darwin. And I think the main one was just batting time and learning your game, just how to bat time, get through different um, stages while you're batting and different situations and um, really just make sure you like know how to score runs. And I think that's been the biggest one. What about you? for you, yourself how have you found coming up to Darwin and what have you learnt yeah it's been an awesome experience I know we've been chatting like all the way through which has been great having that person to bounce off ideas both cricket related and lifestyle related like we touched on in our last podcast we're extremely like-minded we're both passionate about the same thing so I think having that real balance has been awesome 
Um, from a cricket point of view alone, I found it very different to playing back home. The wickets, are, or first the climate, like it's absolutely boiling hot for the first half. And then sort of the middle period of the season was quite nice in terms of the the weather. Um, there was a cool breeze that was coming through. So it, was, it got a little bit easier. And I guess you adapt to the situation playing in it. Um, yeah, from a from a cricket point of view, like I came up here with a clear intention of learning to bat longer periods of time, similar to you. I didn't really have many technique-driven um, goals to start off with. I was bouncing ideas through my batting coach back home, and yeah, we were always keeping in contact, sending videos and stuff like that, but there was no clear intention on technical aspects. It was more just learning how to bat for long periods of time. Um, yeah, like I absolutely love the... Love the experience. Um, I guess, like you touched on before, the preseason of you, in preseason you can't replicate playing matches like at training. So I think this experience is invaluable. Um, I've learned a lot about setting a stable pre-ball routine and and learning to stick to that and just not letting my mind um, get off topic for for lack of a better term like sticking to the process and sticking to the things that i've set out in terms of like not letting negative thoughts creep in as much through while i'm batting and learning to control my breathing and meditate at the crease has been a huge one um yeah so i've really enjoyed it like i've been bowling a lot more than what i was back home so my body's starting to break down a little bit (laughs) yeah especially with the hard wickets so um, I'm looking forward to having a couple of weeks off before getting back into into um, pre-season and season in a couple of weeks at home. So, yeah. Yeah, you made a good point about the technical side because there's no coaches. You don't have your batting coach up here and the training facilities, I guess, they're not the same as back home. Like, you gotta, you're either just having hits with your mates and doing a lot of basics and... The best thing is that because you're playing a lot of cricket, you can be your own coach and figure out what you need to do well on the weekend and how to um, improvise while you're batting out in the middle. And I think that's the most important thing because obviously we're the ones that need to deal with those situations when we're out in the middle. Yeah, your batting coach is not there holding the bat for you, so you've got to learn how to adapt and evolve. Uh, Yeah, I totally agree with that, mate. And I guess I know we were chatting over, but distinctly we are at... De La Plage having a granola bowl and you come up to me about the night before and you're like, oh, did you hear there's a COVID case in Darwin? Oh. I'm like, mate, don't lie to me. <laughs> <laughs> and I was meant to go home the next week back to Melbourne to visit my girlfriend for a birthday. I'm like, oh, if there's a COVID case, I'll probably just stay home. There's no point in coming back if we're locked down. Sure enough, an hour later, um, what's his name? Michael Gunner yeah. announces a lockdown for seven days. I was, I was absolutely rattled. How'd you take that? Yeah, well, it was it was so weird because we were just joking about it. Oh, like far out, there was actually a case in NT, like, and then yeah, next minute we're all in lockdown, and I remember it was a pretty hectic day. Like there was, you just see the stress in people, like at the shops, and everyone's trying to get food for bloody six months, and you're like, the shops are still going to be open. You don't need to stress about it. But I think it's just because they they hadn't really been in a serious lockdown up here before, so I think it was a big shock for. NT but I think it was a good thing as well like you saw the exercise paths they were a lot more busier people were spending time with their family and I guess it's always good to just get out of your routine of just work 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 and they can focus on other things like the exercise and their mental health and stuff 
it was crazy because obviously my listeners would know that I was stuck in Melbourne for the whole lockdown last year over 20 weeks. So for me, it was almost like a, a PTSD thing hearing it again, but seeing people react and seeing how the shelves were empty at the supermarkets, like the line to get to the bottle shop was like 30 cars deep. Like it was crazy to think how us humans react when we're put in a crisis situation. And it's quite scary to think about, you know, something that we still have control over, like whether supermarkets are still going to be open, we can still go and shop. What happens if the supermarkets weren't going to be open? What would happen there? Would it brings out the worst in humanity in terms of selfishness and things like that. So I think those are the sort of emotions that resonated with me at that point in time, um, being through this a couple of times before. But I totally agree with you from an exercise, mental health and overall health point of view. It was fantastic to see a lot of people that would usually be within a gym environment, take it outdoors, take it upon themselves to join in some Zoom workouts. I know you did a couple of those Zoom workouts. You had um, a good turnout as well. You were seeing people a lot exercising outdoors on the path, so was I. And there was an outdoor gym um, up here in Darwin that was getting used a lot, which was awesome to see people really take control of their health in that situation. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess um, one thing I wanted to ask is, like, being away from home for so long and obviously your partner... Uh, Becks in Melbourne how have you found um, being away from home and um, the long distance relationship yeah I know we chatted about this a couple of times haven't we Um, I guess the thought of it is a lot harder than what it actually is if you know what I mean Um, don't get me wrong like saying goodbye at the airport's really really tough I remember at 5am when I was about to leave getting on the plane it was quite tough because you don't know what's going to happen and then Lucky enough, um, got to come up, Beck got to come up here for a month, about five weeks, up, about a month later for a couple of days, which was really, really good, really refreshing to see each other. Um, but I think both Beck and I, we've been together for six years now and like we've been really dependent on each other. Our relationship is just like that, like the accessibility, we live so close to each other and it's been amazing. And I think not having that access has been really, really good for both of us as well. We've chatted about this too, that like learning to do simple things that we may have relied on each other for by ourselves. Um, And that was a great learning curve as well. I think from a a point of view from the relationship, it's definitely made us a lot stronger in that point of view. We've been communicating by FaceTime all the time. And I guess I've never done long distance before in my life. And for anyone out there that is doing long distance, I think Beck and I were chatting about this a lot, that we would initially the first sort of couple of weeks we were trying to text all day and then have a FaceTime every night and you get there on FaceTime and you're twiddling your thumbs. Crickets, like, big crickets. Yeah. <laughs> literally, literally, because you've spoken about it all during the day. So it wasn't a build-up event. It was just like, oh, yeah, like, hi, I can see you through the camera, but yeah. we're not really talking about anything. <laughs> so I think... What we did post that, we had a chat and we thought that we're not going to text as much during the day and then really look forward to a Zoom conversation or a FaceTime conversation at night and really like talk like we normally would. And I think that made it a lot easier and the conversations were so free-flowing and we'd sit there and chat for like 20 minutes, half an hour as opposed to texting all day. I think 
one thing in a relationship that is key is communication and Beck and I are really, really good communicators and um, always open and honest about how things are feeling, how things are travelling. So um, it wasn't as hard as what I thought it would be initially. But in saying that, it's been four months since we've seen each other. Um, getting a bit tired of those Zoom calls now. I just want to go and see her and, and see my dog buddy at home as well. So I'm looking forward to reuniting again. Yeah, I think a few other boys I've spoken to um, that have come up here for cricket, they're sort of looking forward to getting home and just being in that um, in their environment with their family and their girlfriends. And I guess it does make you grateful for what you have back home and how grateful we are to be living in, in Australia because... I guess like I know you've been camping out in the Northern Territory like you go down to like towards Alice Springs I guess that's a good example for people and you see waterfalls and all these natural features that you just didn't know that were there and you sort of just look back and like I think this is like one of the best places I've seen in the world from what I've seen so far in Europe and um, and like Greece like this is some of the best places in the world and it's right on our doorstep so it's been cool to be able to see all those things yeah definitely i know that you went camping out to Catherine, which is about three and a bit hours from the city of darwin mm-hmm. and you're looking at nothing but sticks and shrubs on the way there and I, I guess from chatting for you you can go into it a little bit more in depth but camping up here and being out that far as well for me it was almost like uh, a sense of fresh air like you don't have any reception out there you can't keep in contact with what's going on back home you're left to your own devices your survival instincts start to kick in and you actually start to be present like you start to have conversations with the people you're with you start to notice little intricacies like a, a small lizard walking across the the highway or the birds chirping or how beautiful the trees are which is something that in the city not a lot of people do. So how was your experiences camping out in Catherine and, and what did you find the most rewarding out of that? Yeah, you spot on, I think, just, yeah, just being away from uh, social media and just sort of getting out of the routine and seeing the people you see every day and just being with your own thoughts. Uh, and I think everyone loves camping for that reason, just being out in nature as well. Um, but I don't think people experience australia without coming to darwin (laughs) just the people you meet the the i guess the the typical darwin people like the locals like i guess the some of the boganists the bogans i guess (laughs) you could call them um they're just like great people and you some of the the things you learn from them and what they do it's just yeah it's quite funny and I don't think, yeah, it's a great experience to just see the type of people up here. Definitely, (laughs) man. And like, it is quite confronting, don't get me wrong, because it's so different to cities like Melbourne, Perth, Sydney, Adelaide. Like, it's really remote. You've got Mm. different lifestyles, different demographics of people, um, and quite small in that aspect. Like, the city of Darwin is about three streets long with one street that has everything going on. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the rest are just sitting there floating. So, like, having the ability to come to a smaller city and live like the locals here do, I think has been really refreshing as well, knowing that, like, 
I found personally that I've been able to slow down a little bit more. Like they joke about it here, but Darwin time is actually a real thing. So if you schedule a meeting for eight, <laughs> it starts at eight forty-five. <laughs> yeah, that that's true. <laughs> so I think like if we can take some lessons out of that from being in a, a big city, it's just to actually relax and slow down and just be present. Like we're so frantic in the cities and we don't really live in the moment and suddenly we're 35 and we're wondering where the years have gone and like all this sort of stuff but it doesn't have to be like that you can actually be really present and and really connected and it's really simple yeah and i think you mentioned that one street it's called mitchell street <laughs> and it's a it's an experience that everyone has when they come to darwin is going out to the nightclubs in darwin and experiencing ladies night and things like bucking bull like during the week <laughs> jelly wrestling but yeah you just don't get that things and like they have like i couldn't imagine it anywhere else in the world but there's one day dedicated to letting off as many fireworks as you can called the territory day and you're just like where else can you do this in the world it just shouldn't be legal so i think yeah, I know you've had some funny experiences up here with um, your mate's car and stuff like that. So. Oh, my God. You've opened up the can of words. <laughs> I was hoping you didn't bring this up. Um, just to touch on what you said before as well, like Mitchell Street is a place to be. Like being um, being young and into like the nightclub scene, it's something that like you, you do experience that it's so different to going out back home. Like I know we've chatted about this there. They say there's no rules and there is legit no rules. Like, it's not a free-for-all in terms of everyone's, like, fighting and, and abusing each other. It's just that people are just so carefree about it and really enjoying the moment <laughs> to some degree. There has been, like, obviously there is a, a lot of fights and stuff with, with alcohol involved, which is not ideal. Um, that's our Australian culture, which isn't fantastic, but I think... Yeah, from the point of view that, like, there's no other place in the world I could imagine this happening. Territory Day, which was meant to happen, but we were in lockdown, I was baffled about <laughs> how you can go and purchase fireworks. And you dr you drive down the street, which is probably the main street in Darwin, the Stuart Highway, which runs from the top of Darwin all the way to Adelaide. And a long way, about halfway up, you've got... Uh, businesses turning their business into a fireworks selling event and there's signs everywhere and she's like what is going on like fireworks they can't be legal but they're they're legal for this day to celebrate it and in chatting with like the emergency services fire and police and ambulance they they're just like baffled by this day as well because they're constantly overrun with firework incidents and accidents to people letting them off wrong but there's beauty in in that too as well in the fact that you know they're, they're truly celebrating the territory day and they're living into that culture um obviously there needs to be some finer tweaks in terms of where you can let them off and and safety around that but yeah i um i totally agree with you there mate getting back to the car story let's open oh, up this yeah. can of worms so this happened about probably three weeks ago now two or three weeks ago mm. i reckon me and housemates we um we decided to go out on Saturday night. We come home, and then Sunday morning we we go to go get a coffee, and open the car door, and there is a human shit on the front <laughs> seat. Actually, I should probably tell the backstory so people understand. Yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll we'll pencil that in there. So the car that I'm driving, my housemate's been fortunate enough to lend it to me. It's a 2003 Camry. We call it the Ferrari. <laughs> 
Number one, the handbrake doesn't work properly, so you've got to put in in park only and park it on level surfaces. Um, the brakes screech when you when you screech when you're pressing the brakes. Um, yeah, the the back doors don't open properly. There's there's cracked handles and whatnot, and I think that's about it structurally wrong. Like it, it's still roadworthy. Don't get me wrong. But and the also, remote. Yeah, the remote. That's right. So the the remote central locking system has run out of battery. So um, whenever you try and lock the car, the car alarm will go off to let you know that the the car battery remote is dead or dying. And anyway, they took it to like a specialist battery place and they don't make this type of battery anymore. So we have to leave the the car open so it doesn't go off all night like it did once. It went off all night and the n- numbers of notes on the front windscreen saying, whose fucking car is this? Turn your alarm off. Rah, rah, rah. <laughs> Someone called the police, but my housemate was asleep so he didn't hear the phone when the police tried to call him. So proper circus already. Anyway, back to the story before we came back, um, went to get a coffee on Sunday morning and we noticed there's a, there's a shit on the front seat. <laughs> and I was rattled. I was absolutely <laughs> rattled. I just didn't know what to do. Like, part of me wanted to laugh, part of me wanted to cry. All the glove boxes were empty, thrown out, but nothing was stolen. So whoever this mysterious person that's shitting on the front seat of people's cars just went through the glove box and decided to put everything back, <laughs> leave it on the seats. Um, the back seat of the car, which had like a couple of hats in there and a couple of books, were set up against the, the door like a pillow. So we don't know this, but we've assumed that someone slept in the car. They've needed to go to the toilet and they've got on the front seat. <laughs> yeah. I think the biggest thing was that your housemates thought it was normal. Oh, yeah, it's just down for you, mate. That happens all the time. <laughs> and I'm sitting there arguing with them. Under no circumstances does this happen all the time. That is like, that is the most messed up thing I've ever heard of in my life. Um, and they weren't two-faced. Yeah, you definitely experience some strange things. But I guess the other thing where in your the house that you've been living in and you have a few you have a ghost in the house as well. What's going on there? I'm just imagining what that story you told me about the ghost that your housemate saw. Fucking hell. So this has absolutely been scaring me for the past five months. I have to leave the light on downstairs so so I can see everything that's happening. Um we'll flash back to April when I got here, my housemates are like, Oh, just to let you know we have a ghost. I'm like, What? Ghost? <laughs> Like, yeah, we've got a ghost, but she's friendly, don't worry. I'm like, fucking hell, <laughs> here we go. Um, and they told me some stories about things that have happened to them, about, like, doors randomly closing, like the front door being locked and it would wide open and the next morning. I'm just like, oh, yeah, whatever, like, surely not. Anyway, a few strange things have happened in this place and I'm I'm certain that there's something in here, but it's I'm too, scary to find, too scared to find out exactly what it is. Um... To give you a little bit of an insight, we were watching TV one night and then we turned off the TV ready to go to bed and we've got Google Play in the house. So, you know, everyone that's familiar with Google Play, you speak to it, you're like, hey, Google, turn the lights off or turn the TV off and Google does that. So it's about nine o'clock at night, ready to go to bed, TV off, we're just sitting there chatting. All of a sudden, Google Play starts spitting facts about Karl Stefanovic from the Today Show. No TV was on. We weren't talking about the Today Show. We weren't talking about Karl Stefanovic. And that was probably 
one of the most scariest moments of my life because I'm like, who is talking about this person and why is it talking back to us? So that was number one. Number two, we are so certain that we're closing all the doors upstairs before we come down just to let the cold air stay down when the aircon's on. We go upstairs and, and the doors are open, which is another one. And then, like, on the contrary too, we're sitting downstairs, 100% the doors are closed, and all of a sudden we'll hear a big bang of the door just closing. Random noises in the house, like, <laughs> oh, no. the list goes on. But the icing on the cake was this story. Three weeks ago, my housemate was watching TV. I'd gone to bed at this stage. And granted, we were watching, like, sort of thriller movies before this. So I'm trying to find some sort of connection between this. But housemate reckons he saw a reflection in the TV. And you can see through the kitchen from our TV. He reckons he saw a little girl standing in, in the kitchen. I'm getting goosebumps as we're talking about this. And um, he told me the next day, he's like, oh, I've got a story to tell you about a ghost. I'm like, mate, I don't want to hear it. He's like, nah, I have to tell you. I'm like, I don't want to hear it. Anyway, he... what the fuck? <laughs> Did anyone just hear that door close? <laughs> <laughs> oh, she must be listening. Holy shit. <laughs> mate, this has rattled me. This is fucked. You can't script this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, so... Anyway, he proceeds to tell me, he's like, I saw a little girl in the kitchen last night. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, I told you not to tell me. I'm like, but you're lying. He's like, no, 100%. He's like, you know when you look back and you like double take at something and like if you're seeing things, it goes away. It's like, it didn't go away. And I'm sitting there, I'm just like, oh my God. Mate, I'm absolutely rattled right now. (laughs) You telling a story about a ghost and something just happens. Yeah. You can't script it. We I'm need to change, to it. change subject, sorry. <laughs> you cannot script this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you need to get the Ouija oh, board I'm so out. bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's too good. Yeah, I hope. Um, yeah, I don't have any of those experiences. Mate, I'm, I'm staying here alone tonight <laughs> as well, so I'm extremely scared. Which you I thought have... about getting an Airbnb, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Uh, like in the midst of this, when we were talking about all these ghost stories, my housemates were working out in the country and they were going to be away for two weeks. I'm like, oh, I'm going to hire your room out for Airbnb just so I have a partner, have some company here because I don't want to deal with the with the ghost. But that didn't eventuate for obvious reasons. <laughs> yeah. But now I've got three days left, three nights left with, with old mate Ghosty. Hopefully nothing rattling happens like something just did before. <laughs> Yeah, let's change the subject. <laughs> yeah, we have to. I guess um, you've been, you haven't been doing as much PT as having a bit of a break from what you're doing in Melbourne. Um, I guess I know we we've spoken about it. How you found the the mojo? You got your mojo back for personal training. So take us through what the the breaks done for you and why you want to get back into it again. Yeah, I remember chatting to you <clears throat> at the beginning of our trip and talking about all personal training and stuff and I wasn't burnt out from personal training. I, like, I still loved it. I think I just was, for the past month before coming up here, was sort of going through the motions a little bit, um, knowing that I'm coming up here so things aren't going to eventuate. And I was going through the motions and getting getting back up here, knowing that I didn't have to, you know, take control of, of PT back home. And for people that don't know, I've got 
PT business back home and have for the past five years. So being in charge of all programming, scheduling, um, obviously the sessions itself, communications with clients, um, being the accountant, like working out all your tax and stuff like that. It can be a little bit stressful and um, demanding sometimes. So I think I was... I think burnt out from that element, but not from the actual coaching element because I love that so much. So if you put it all in a bow, it was just quite taxing. So coming up here, it was a bit refreshing to not have to do a lot of those things that I would once was doing back home. Um, I come up here with like clear intentions of the experience I wanted to have. And I'm really passionate about hospitality, really passionate about coffee, and I'm still passionate about fitness. So I wanted to sort of merge the experience and combine them two together. So I got a job up here working at a cafe at Laneway Specialty Coffee, which is probably the closest coffee to Melbourne and really, really great coffee. Had an awesome experience. The owners there are amazing. Um, and yeah, just like learning to interact with people and have conversations at a deeper level um, in the hospitality field was awesome. Again, been learning how to make coffees again which was really really cool um so that experience was awesome to step away from the fitness side of things but also keeping my skills up to date by doing some group fitness and pt stuff um along the journey was also really really good too and i remember chatting about halfway through um and it was quite it was shortly after your tony robbins course that you did after here and we're talking about like self-development and all these sorts of things and um, I sort of just like had this spark to get back into the social media posting and, and education point of view from the social media platform. So I just started doing that and suddenly found my groove and, and passion for that side of things that I wasn't really doing for the first half of my trip up here. Ever since then, I've absolutely loved it. Like been studying up here as well. So that's been good to keep in check and keep um, the nutrition side of things going but like merging them all together and constantly posting constantly communicating with back home my clients down there and, and really branching out to the new clientele up here has been awesome to sort of help educate people on sustainable habits and how we can you know create sustainable movement patterns and sustainable sustainable lifestyle choices and sustainable eating patterns that can last a lifetime and they don't just last six weeks here and there so i think in chatting with you you're probably a big catalyst for me finding my mojo back and really inspired me to get back on the horse which which has been awesome so thank you mate yeah yeah you make some great points and I guess like yeah you mentioned that Tony Robbins and like I've been through times up here where I've like you're trying to be consistent and you just you sort of just get in that um, routine of just doing everything every day and you don't actually you're just going through the motions and I think we've the last I guess week or so we've been doing that um, Deepak Chopra meditation every morning and I think that's been really good because I've had something in the morning for myself to just bring me back and ground myself and focus on your breath and the um, transcendental meditation that you do in that um, little YouTube video. And I think that for me has been really good because you, you, you know why you're doing the things, like you know why you want to do a social media post is because you want to help educate people. You know you, you chose to do personal training because you want to help people so you just coming back to those thoughts has really helped me as well 
just not like going through the motions and um yeah i think that that's helped yeah definitely and like you touched on in our last podcast together about like how meditation has sort of impacted your cricket and benefited that in that realm and i think having intentions about meditation for abundance and for anyone that hasn't heard of this it's a 21 day abundance meditation by Deepak Chopra and it's free on YouTube you can go through and it's really it's guided from day 1 to 21 and there's a set of tasks that are associated with the with each day and it's just centered around creating abundance in your lifestyle for whatever you want it's almost like a manifestation meditation so like you set clear intentions each day for what you want to appear in your life and you know, you're you're looking for these things to come into your life. And I know from conversations with people that have done this before, the meditations that they've done and sort of manifested have creeped into their life that day, whether they're just looking for those things or it's a placebo sort of effect, who knows? But I think getting in the right frame of mind is has been fantastic. And having that task to look forward to like on days where you don't have early pt clients and it's so easy to stay up the night before and sleep in like i think this meditation or this sort of 21 day challenge for me has given me um the drive to get up early and complete that and start my day off on the right foot um i don't know if it's been the same for you as well yeah absolutely like i guess like because i've meditated for three or four years now like you've tried all the apps you've done all the um the uh coaching side of it and i think changing to this transcendental meditation where you've got to focus on a mantra instead of focusing on your breath it's actually i found it really hard because like you actually get quite good at being able to come back to your breath and um come back to the present moment but using this mantra to come back to the present moment has been really challenging so i think it's sort of yeah it's just been it's given me a challenge to do every morning and actually like um yeah it's made me i guess when you get challenged like you you focus on it more and you get more benefit out of it rather than just going through the motions and focusing on doing the same thing every morning i guess yeah and chatting to you about it as well like we we're, I don't want to say experts at meditation, but we've done meditation for quite some time. So we know the feeling that it gives us and we know um, the various types of meditation. And I was chatting to you before the challenge about how I haven't been meditating lately. I've just been doing three deep breaths in the morning, which is not a bad thing. Like three deep breaths in the morning is an amazing form of meditation. But I think this challenge has been there like a an inspiring thing to get back into actually allocating time for meditation and starting the day off on the right foot has just been yeah it's been awesome and um the tasks associated with it have getting you thinking critically and actually analyzing what it is truly you want and it might be more wealth it might be more love it could be to make a hundred in cricket but really setting a clear intention of what you want to do with that moment and yeah hopefully manifesting that into your day has been has been unreal i guess it's also made you more aware of the finer things in life and i know deepak chopra's voice sounds like morgan freeman he's (laughs) literally so calm and he does a little introduction at the start of each meditation and talks about like an intention for this meditation for you and he starts to highlight 
what we should be focusing on in each and every day and it could be focusing on how the wind blows the leaves or focusing on how birds are sitting or what trees smell or flowers smell a certain way and it's getting it's igniting all your senses and really becoming making you more present instead of frantically rushing to work get could easily get on the horn at the guy who could have went but he couldn't have got but he should have gone but he didn't um all these other things that we can't control it just brings it back to the things that we can control yeah and i think you you spoke about it the abundance side and just quit opening your mindset up to that and being in the present moment because the same thing I learned with the Tony Robbins um, event that I did um, which is just like your energy state and if you're going around through your day in this low energy state like of course you're not going to have any good things come into your life but if you're this vibrant person walking into the room with their chest up this big smile on your face and you're being your or your energy is up throughout the whole day you're gonna you're gonna be in you're putting stuff out into the universe that high energy state that is going to attract great things into your life and i think that's been a really big one because obviously our energy and um what what we're putting into our mind like with our thoughts is so important and if we're putting those good thoughts and our energy's up high like we're going to be attracting the things that we want to achieve in life. Definitely, mate. Couldn't have said it better myself. And everyone would know, obviously, you're listening to this podcast, that you've been working a lot on the podcast since you've been up here. You've had some pretty cool opportunities. Both of us have had some awesome opportunities to sit down and have epic conversations with people we may not have ever had this opportunity with before. I know we both recorded with um, Bo Webster, plays for Renegades and contracted for Tassie Cricket, as well, you just recently did a podcast with Jason Sanger as well, which is mm. great insight into um, life as a professional cricketer and dealing with setbacks. How have you found having that sort of free time to work on the podcast and, and get your main message out there while being up in Darwin? Yeah, it's been good and I've spoken to you about it and what the podcast have, has done to you and I guess it's just such a good way for people to learn these days just... Um, just with the time and the car and just going for a walk and listening to a podcast. So it's definitely something that's um, it's more and more like common these days. So it, yeah, and just being able to like get in contact with those type of people and just connecting um, and having conversations about cricket and life and what their experiences have been. It's just, um, it's pretty priceless because um, I guess like without without COVID and um, you wouldn't have met those guys, they wouldn't have come to Darwin um, to play cricket. It's only really because of the COVID lockdowns and um, what what the world's like. So, and yeah, I think for myself, the podcast has gone well and I'm learning each time. And I've definitely, for anyone that knows me, like, I've never been like the best speaker before. Like, um, like my um, language has never been like the best. But I think every since I've been doing podcasting and being like learning and just like on the spot, just trying to speak more, it's just a good way for me to learn and just getting better at it each time. So it's a good learning experience for myself. Definitely, I can relate. I listen back to podcasts <laughs> that I started. I'm yeah. just like, how did I actually release that? Yeah. And the growth that happens when you're having more freaking conversations and you're 
you're required to sort of come up with questions on the spot has been awesome. And I highlighted to you the other day about the the podcast you did with Jace. It was so free-flowing. Um, it flowed really well within topics. And, like, the way you articulated your words was awesome. And, like, you, you look back at other podcasts that, that you may have done earlier in the piece and you compare them, to two, compare them together and it's just like, wow, how... How much have you, have you improved? And I found the exact same thing with with my podcast. And you, you look in another 20, 30 episodes, what's going to happen? Like how much free flowing and how conversational it's going to be. Like we're recording this podcast with no no notes at all. Like we're just free flowing. I feel like this is a great opportunity for learning as well for both of us coming up and trying to link topics together. So no, it's been really good to see and. Um, like the impact that you're having from the podcast is is really hard to quantify right now but I think getting messages from people saying like wow that that episode was awesome really love what you're doing like great job on getting this person on the podcast like it, it makes it all worth it and like don't get me wrong like podcasting takes hours out of your time to edit record research your guests so getting that that reward for it is um is really worth it yeah and yeah it's definitely not just a chat it's yeah the other hours of editing and researching which is is why you enjoy it because that's and i think i spoke about it before is about just not going through the motions and i guess sometimes like you can think like oh what's the point of going spending five hours out of my week to do this podcast but you come back to the reason why you started it and what yeah why you started it and how it's going to um educate people and then you realize why you want to keep doing it and i think that yeah that's been good because like yeah like like i said you can easily go through the motions and stuff and i think people during covid they start podcasts and like you said they you realize the amount of time that goes into it and then people they they often give it up like you saw that during covid um but I think when you come back to the reason why you start things and um, that that's a good way to keep going. Yeah, definitely, mate. I totally agree. We probably should start to wrap the, the podcast up in terms of we're both rambling on about how long different it gone experience. For? 45 minutes. But I love this, how we've you know had this conversation about experiences that we've had in Darwin. I want to like, finish off with a few questions regarding your best experience in Darwin and if you could... Bring it back to a few, one, three, seven, ten. How many experiences have we had? It's been incredible, but what would you say has been the best experience for you? Um, best experience has probably been, um, yeah, like I said in the podcast I did with um, on your podcast, is just being able to, I took a risk of like going down the personal training path and leaving my electrical apprenticeship and like that feeling that of like just taking that risk and and knowing that it was the right thing to do and you you're enjoying it so much i think that was just a really good feeling for me and just spending that time on myself and doing personal development that that's sort of been the biggest thing up here and and then obviously meeting like-minded people like yourself um yeah met some really cool people and snap fitness is a great community the cricket clubs like all the boys that have come up here from other states to play cricket we're all young and like we all get along really well and it's um <clears throat> it's been a good experience obviously i met my girlfriend jess um which i didn't think i would have but it's yeah it's been great 
and um, obviously the camping's been awesome. Seeing out, seeing the nature, and um, yeah, obviously there's some good stories you have with your mates and um, out on Mitchell Street, or um, and definitely the cricket's been good. Playing cricket and scoring a few runs as well. It's yeah, and I think what I'm looking forward to now is like you said, getting back home and um, being with your family and being back in Perth um, with your dogs and I'm looking forward to driving back and seeing the nature and um, the West Coast, which is great. Yeah, that's awesome. On that note of stories, do you have any stories that you've, you haven't highlighted in the podcast that you want to you get on air? Um, I've actually, like, I haven't drunk a lot of alcohol up here, which has been good. Um, obviously, when you're, you're 18 and um, you're in, like, a cricket environment or a sporting environment, it's very easy to... Um, get in the routine of going out every weekend but I know when I first came up here I went out a few times and um, had a few drinks with some mates just it's a great it's a good way to socialize obviously Um, but I remember there was there was a long weekend and all the farmers were in Darwin so all the like you picture like a farmer and like what they're like they they got all their their jeans the boots the the wide brim hat on and they're out the pub drinking and they're all just having because they've just come in for the long weekend from their farms they're all having an awesome time they're all they're pretty um drunk and i remember this girl this farmer girl came up to me and she started speaking to me and i was like oh yeah what's going on here and then um we started speaking for a bit and i was like oh what do you do for work and she's like i'm a ringer <laughs> i'm just like what the hell is a ringer <laughs> and obviously it's a it's a um, woman that um, rounds up sheep and cattle or whatever. But, yeah, it was pretty funny for my mates that are locals in Darwin. And they're like, how the hell do you not know what a ringer is? <laughs> Mate, I didn't know what a ringer was too, so yeah. you're not alone. <laughs> but, yeah, it was pretty funny. <laughs> Good on Mitchell Street. He's got yeah. some stories. I'm sure if the wolves could talk there, I would oh. love to record a podcast with them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. What about you? I guess you've spoken about a few experiences you had but what any other stories that you've really enjoyed and what i guess what some highlights that you want to take back down to melbourne yeah i guess like i know chatting to you like we spoke about obviously being plant-based and vegan up here we weren't we're a bit skeptical about the options to eat out and how we're going to navigate around that but i must say like it's been really really easy like we've had some of the best meals up here that are completely plant-based which is awesome like cafes are really adaptive there's a completely vegan restaurant up here called ebb and flow which we've been to a number of times we might have to start buying shares there we're going (laughs) again this saturday um which yeah i'm just stoked about that like the food there is to die for the people uh that run the place are awesome people and always up for a chat um so that's definitely been a highlight in terms of creating connection with food no we're both passionate about whole food living and and plant-based eating and whole vegan lifestyle so having that has been really really cool knowing that we didn't have to work too hard to just make up a dish from the sides menu so that's been awesome um i'm a i love connection so human connection is something that i thrive off so i've always tried to seek out connection with everyone and try to create conversations with everyone that come across whether they're people that are that you typically just you know put your hat down and walk past like I've tried to create an interaction and experience with everyone that I possibly could and that's been really rewarding because I think that everybody has a cool story to tell like 
you know, there's people that may look physically fit from the outside but have been through an emotional trauma or been through a journey from a fitness point of view. There's someone that, you know, could be happy as Larry is work working and they're, you know, cleaning garbage bins, but thinking about the story that brought them to that and what makes them tick and what makes them so happy has been one of like the most rewarding things. Um, seeing people smile and seeing people how like carefree but um, open and free-flowing in the heart has been really good to live that sort of lifestyle. Um, I know getting caught up in the city, we touched on it before, you can be caught, sort of reserved and a lot of people don't even know who their next door neighbour is but up here like everyone knows everyone. So mm-hmm. I think that community aspect and connection has been a really big highlight. Meeting like-minded people like yourself, like it's been amazing having that inspiration and um, reflection of the things that we're both passionate about, podcasting, nutrition, fitness, um, coffees, <laughs> lots of coffees up here. Um, so it's been awesome, like bouncing ideas off. And I know we're, we're going to stay mates for, for life because of the experiences we've had and, and the like connections that we've made together, the podcast we've recorded. It's been awesome, like bouncing ideas. That's definitely a highlight. Obviously the cricket's been amazing. Like, love that side of things although i'm starting to get a little bit done with cricket at the moment <laughs> not done done's the wrong word just like wanting that break um a couple of weeks off will be nice little reset to get mm-hmm. away from the technical side of the things and, and really appreciate that and we touched on it before the the nature and connection with how rural darwin is mm-hmm. has been incredible i think like the first two minutes when you're out of cell phone range is quite panic driven you're like oh shit what the fuck am I going to do I've got no reception who am I going to contact and then five minutes goes by and you're you're in this rabbit hole of conversation with the person in the car with you and and you're actually loving it and it's been awesome um yeah those experiences have, have just been second to none like absolutely love the place I've loved I'm similar to you I haven't come up here and and like I've had moments of, of drinking alcohol a lot and that's the the culture up here in terms of socialising with alcohol but I think it's been really good to come up here and not go out every weekend and really be more intuitive with like how your body's feeling and I've I think I've I've learnt a lot about how my body's recovering and and the things I'm fueling myself with night before a game and hydration after a game has been yeah awesome. So yeah, the experiences, there's way too many to recall into one, but definitely connection and connection with nature, with humans and with, with Mother Nature. Yeah, connection's so good up here. Like, you literally know someone from every state now. So, <clears throat> and I know you, you said you're going to come um, to Perth maybe over Christmas and that'll be good because Perth's a lovely place. And I think, um, yeah, like, I... The whole time I drove here from Perth, like I'm with Optus, there's barely any reception, <laughs> which is pretty scary. But um, I guess like, yeah, you mentioned like the hydration side, like with the humidity up here, the first time you come up here, you go for a run and you absolutely blow up because it's just so much more humid compared to down south. But now when you get climatized and you actually become a lot fitter, and I know I've spoken to a few people up here that have... Um, the fitness wearables like called a whoop that manages your heart rate yeah and things like that they notice that their recovery is a lot better because they've gotten a lot fitter up here and so i think that's pretty cool about getting fitter and taking that down south as well 
Yeah, definitely. I'm still sweating yeah. ridiculous amounts. I reckon I'm saturating the chair I'm sitting on at the moment. I'm a perfume sweater, sweat underwater. The light in my bedroom makes me sweat. So. <laughs> but people, they, they talk about this thing called the build-up, the build-up to wet season up here. So obviously there's a dry season and wet season and apparently the, the build-up to the wet season with all the humid weather is meant to be the worst thing ever. So I think we're just gonna I think it. we're going to miss it. Yeah, which is handy. I could do that six months at a time. For people that don't know, like Darwin, there's no such thing as summer or winter. It's constantly hot. Mm. The only thing that sort of changes is the, the wind and the, the rain and the humidity. I guess in, in wet season, it's obviously pretty self-explanatory. It's raining all the time and it's very, very humid. Um, in dry season, it's dry, very rarely get rain, and it's just a perfect summer's day, like 33 degrees, breeze that's cool, um, feels like 25, I don't know, I feel like Jane Bunn from <laughs> from yeah. Seven News here, trying to tell you what it feels <laughs> like, but like, and then the build-up is the combination of both, where it's like still quite sticky, and it's very, very humid, around 90% humidity, still at 33, 35 degrees, but that breeze just goes away, so it's... Yeah, I've heard it's an awful time for people that work outdoors, so I'm pretty glad I'm missing it, to be honest. Yeah, and I guess finishing up, we're probably close to an hour now, but um, what's the plan when you go back home? Obviously, Melbourne is still in lockdown, and um, if trying to continue your personal training business back home, I guess what's the plan with um, uh, lockdown and things like that? Yeah, like I said before, I've been lucky enough to still do uni remotely, so I'll keep chipping away at that i'm coming up to end of like my theory subjects that you can do online for the whole course so a lot of my uni life now is going to be face to face which is awesome get to experience the clinical side of things um so i'm looking forward to getting back and stuck into that when when you can obviously lockdown at the moment is quite challenging it's hopefully they get out next thursday but um, I'm not too phased about that, to be perfectly honest. I'm just excited to go home and see family, friends, Beck, Buddy. Um, I know Buddy's been, my dog's been a little shit since I've been gone, um, chewing anything and everything. So I'm excited to go back and, and get him in in the right frame of mind. Um, plan from a PT point of view, continue what I was doing beforehand. Like I absolutely love the community that I've built back home from a one-on-one point of view. So excited to get back into personal training. Um, I also do some casual coaching at other gyms, just group fitness. So I said before, I love connections. I love interacting with people in a group environment and the energy that that gives me is just, yeah, it's amazing. Sometimes like you get to the shift and you're like, oh, like there's so many other things I'd rather be doing right now and you leave and you're just like full of beans and sat natural endorphin release. It, it, it just feels awesome. So I'm looking forward to that, getting back in conversations and sharing experiences with with people that I've had up here and hopefully inspiring a few more people to take that step and get out of their comfort zone and, and go experience life in another state um when we can do it obviously a lot mm. of australia's locked down or whether that's another country like i think it's so rewarding to be able to to go and like almost be up to your own devices in terms of your life skills and i think they're invaluable up here um so yeah looking forward to get back home and, and doing all that sort of stuff how about you mate um yeah i guess i've i'm probably gonna find yeah and find another gym when i get back to perth and start personal training again and making new connections there and um, trying to help as many people as I can um, at the gym. And obviously our season will start in early October. So 
um, get back into the things of there and um, yeah I guess share the experiences that I had and catch up with mates I haven't seen in a while and um, yeah it's um, yeah I'm looking forward to going home and if you could have one word or one sentence to leave Darwin with a bit of Joel Curtis wisdom what would it be cricket I'll put you on the spot here cricket yeah. nutrition fitness related what would it be um Yeah, I guess I did a post on it yesterday. I guess this is what comes to mind is that we, we're one day we're all going to be old and sort of we can't do the things that we, we can while we're young. So I guess it's to think about what you want to do in your life and I guess take action on it because we're all, it's that old saying, you're only young once and I guess just taking risks and I think that's the best thing about life is just taking a risk and going for it and um, living with no regret when you're older. So I think just think about that, what you want to do, what what you want to accomplish and go for it. Yeah, well said, mate. Extremely well what said. What about you, mate? <laughs> I was hoping you didn't ask me. <laughs> trying to, I'm trying to muster up a sentence. But yeah, very similar to you, like... Step out of your comfort zone and don't be afraid to step out of your comfort zone. We get, you know, caught up in our own bubbles a lot and do things that make us comfortable. But coming up here, it's been uncomfortable for certain periods of time. As much as it's been amazing, it's been uncomfortable being away from home, um, being up to your own devices, living like a, a proper adult, paying rent, doing your own groceries, cooking your own meals all the time. Like, I know we both did that a lot, but when you're doing it yourself all the time, it's it's a bit like wow this is real mm-hmm. um so stepping out of your comfort zone and another thing like I, i've really been inspired by is people taking action towards living a better better quality or having a better quality of life and and ditching their the norms that social provide to us about you know being in bed by seven o'clock uh being at home watching tv by seven o'clock with a cup of tea or getting up at a certain amount of time i think ditching the routines a little bit has been awesome up here and I know that a lot of people in Darwin live by that lifestyle like the the dry season at the moment there's nightlife happening all the time like whether that's and it doesn't have to be drinking all the time it's a lot to do with the Mindle markets which are a great pace for live music connection great food the sunsets are magic here so I think ditching the routine a little bit isn't a bad thing it's a great little reset but having the ability to come back and get to get back to where you know you want to be, and I think that's something that you develop by being away and being up to your own devices because you're you're in control. So if you're out of routine all the time, you're going to feel crappy. So, but if you're in routine all the time, you might miss out on some opportunities. So having a nice balance between both and and going and doing those things that might give you an hour less sleep for one night to have a, a meaningful conversation or experience the the culture that Darwin is, I think, is invaluable. So, yeah, I think if something that we can take back from the bigger cities is to do stuff like that, but also have the ability to slow down and, and be intuitive about how you want to live your life. Yeah, absolutely well said. And I guess um, we've spoken about it, about um, possibly doing an online challenge, um, which which would be really good obviously things that we've learned off each other up here and things that we want to teach people and educate so 
and everything you're learning at uni so i think yeah may possibly an online challenge coming for the people i'm um, listening in your community my community definitely mate i know we've spoken about that a lot i think it's exciting and we typically hear challenges in the fitness industry about weight loss or or shredding for lack of a better term so i'm excited to see how we can incorporate a sustainable sort of challenge and encourage people to you know makes make inroads into living a more sustainable life and getting people moving three days a week for the rest of their life as opposed to you know six days a week for six months so i'm really excited to see what we can come up with and i know it'll be great so stay tuned for that friends yeah i think let's wrap it up and hope hopefully have a safe trip home and um hopefully over christmas we can have a face-to-face chat again mate it'll be so good can't (laughs) wait well what an episode that was guys it was really free-flowing unscripted and we just sat there two mates talking absolute dribble to each other i really hope you guys enjoyed joel and i retelling some of our darwin experiences and the things that we've learned along the way i think that it was such a grounding and insightful experience for the both of us and definitely invaluable so super grateful for that opportunity Stay tuned for next week's episode, guys. I can't wait to bring this one to you. It's something that I've been super excited for so long to launch. And yeah, it was definitely a bucket list item. So stay tuned for that, friends. I hope you have a fantastic week. And I'll see you next time on the podcast.